That's the, what I never got. So the dumb nerd thing is, is a single entity. It exists beyond our, our comprehension. Dumb, yeah, dumb nerd thing. One, two, three. Dumb nerd thing. And so that's existed for thousands of more. It's beyond. It's, it goes back to ancient cultures. Ancient cultures. Yeah, gotcha. It's kind of beyond our comprehension. Oh, hey. Didn't see you guys there. We were just talking about uh, the origins of dumb nerd thing. And uh, we were sitting here in your in your room with the again doors are still locked doors locked I can't get out despite my best efforts so I thought why not talk about uh one of our gosh of all the of all our favorite shows I think this this is tied for the best with yeah. probably just sopranos yeah 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 I big I just finished the last episode of friends and I gotta say <laughs> I, I did not like that at the end Chandler has to kill Joey and use his body for warmth mm-hmm. because they're in the snow. I thought it I thought it was the it made sense. It was the only way it I, could have ended. It definitely was character driven. Um but at the the whole time uh Chandler had killed Joey, so Joey was dead. So why when he was inside Joey's dead mm-hmm. body using it for warmth, why did Joey's face keep coming up saying, It is happening again? <laughs> It is happening again. I never got this. This is a TV show. <laughs> You're watching Friends on NBC. <laughs> anyway, for 15 seasons, I thought they did a great job. I think it's been considered. Okay, so you watch... You know what show sucks? Twin Peaks. <laughs> so, Twin Peaks exists in such a weird place for me because years ago, I was introduced to it by listening to Super Best Friends play because they played through a video game that was based on it called Deadly Premonition. Based, based on it, in quote. We both did the quote. Legally distinct. <laughs> but um, not. And they would talk about how awesome it was, and I was like, you know what? Fine, I'll try and give it a watch. But I was in like high school, and I was like, I don't get any of this. This is weird. Ready? Well, I'm, I'm out of... I've, I've had a, you know, a big boy job for two years, and I don't get it. But I, like, I got through about to season two, and I think they... They hadn't even discovered the killer yet, but I was like, I'm, I'm out. Let's go ahead and say spoilers from here on out. We're going to... We're going to spoil everything. We're going to talk about... One, hold on. Two. Well, before we get... We won't do spoilers yet. We okay. won't do spoilers yet. But um, I, I only got through partway through season two, and I dropped it, and I was like, I, I can't keep going with this. For, I don't know what the... Re- you know, whatever. And then a couple years later, I tried again. I only got like a few episodes Because in. of me, right? Yeah, yeah. You would... so you you had suggested it to me, and uh, I was friends with someone who had also loved it. So I so I said let's watch it together, and and you know she was happy to to do that, and that's what we did. Um, and, but then I got further than you did, and I said, oh my gosh, the reason you stopped, there's a reason you stopped because they don't, you know, they 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 sort of mislead you, but then you keep going, and you'll realize, oh, like they, then it gets good. It's bad. <laughs> then it gets good again. <laughs> um, but so so then I had I had told you I said stick with it like mm-hmm. like just just power through because there's so, some things. I went ahead and I gave it another shot and I got about but five you started, episodes in. You started over, didn't you? I started over and I got about five episodes in and I was like and I just dropped it again and I was like eh, because blah, 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 blah. you knew, yeah because you knew what happened because I knew it, I'd already seen it and I don't know it's just dated. It felt dated. I felt like not. I wasn't in a place to see it or anything like sure. that. And then, I don't know why it's been coming up again lately. <laughs> but uh, I don't I was, know why either. Oh, didn't I think I can say 
his name. Did Spencer watch it? Oh yeah. And then that's that, what it was. And that, not that yes. Yeah, so he was talking to us about it, and and I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna start over, but I'm not start with the beginning. I'll start like six episodes start in. Start with a three hour pilot. Yeah. Uh, and I watched and I binged it. I straight up binged. It. I finished. Oh, you were you were acting a fool. I was nervous for you. Three I... seasons in a movie in a in about a week and a half. Three seasons in a movie. <laughs> It was intense. You went crazy. But, god damn, I couldn't still, get enough of it. You still text me, like, <laughs> you're like, you ever notice how, in this frame, this hip, I'm like, dude, let me, I don't have a job, I don't have prospects, I don't have anything on the horizon, I have no conceivable reason even to get up in the morning, except for Twin Peaks. <laughs> <laughs> but, I gotta say, um... So, thank you. Before we get into spoilers, I will say, you know, oh, season one and two happened back in the late 80s, early 90s, and then they had the movie in the, like, 92 or 93 or so, and then they came back for the return, the final season. years later. And 2017 or so. And it takes place in real time. In so, real time. So it's 2017 in Twin Peaks 2. Mm-hmm. Twin, Twin Peaks, Peaks 2! <laughs> <laughs> Four tweaks! Four tweaks! <laughs> late. Um, Better than four weeks, which would be an a inti- unintimidating four. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> You are um, correct. Continue. So, because I the, have something to say too. The first season's super solid, and then there it it like partway through the second season it drops off because of certain mandates from the uh, network, and then the A finale. Context, yeah. The finale, David Lynch returned to it, and it's just this wild fucking ride. It's like and, a David Lynch movie. If you have ever seen a David Lynch movie, it's and then still going on. So season three, he comes podcast. back. Well, the movie he directs as well, and right. uh, it's. Just as weird. It's very weird. It's not as weird as his other stuff. Honestly, it's tamer than like Eraserhead, his... but it's more like it, the it's movie more, is um, far more darker than than Blue Velvet. It's know? a it's far more it's one of his more straightforward works. I I mean I as far I as agree. I know so far I've I, um, yeah I I know very I haven't seen Mulholland Drive. I there's a lot of David Lynch I haven't seen, so I not I'm by no means an expert. Right. I, but it's I, it's now you're not claiming to be either. Firewalk with me is is very uh, straightforward. And it's just about Laura Palmer and like her character and all that for the most part. <laughs> there's also you know well there's it's dark for <laughs> sure, shit. but then it's still straightforward. Also, David Bowie shows up for. A, 30 seconds. The whole reason I think I watched Twin Peaks. <laughs> and then... If you're interested in David Bowie and Jim Henson, check out episode one of Dumb... Dumb Nerd Thing. One, two, three. Third right. Thing. Season three comes back and it's 18 hours of David Lynch directed written material. And it... Surprisingly restrained David Lynch. I mean... Semi-restrained David Lynch. <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes not. It seemed... Like such, his baby, and it it absolutely blew me away. It was, I think, because I had known all the caveats going into it. I wasn't watching it live. I wasn't expecting answers. I wasn't expecting, you know, to be pleased as a fan of Twin Peaks. You know, I was watching all of this whole series removed from the context that it was in. You know, yeah, right. So I think for, because of that, I've been able to... And certainly the context is, it was definitely a, a I'm going to say a driving factor in his, in his, his like, uh, telos for making mm-hmm. the making the show. Yeah, I think so. And I think, um, I think it's just been able to speed up the process, because I think when you watch something in context, you have to take it in, sit with it. And also, when it's in context, I mean, just, just truly from a, like, on the boots on the ground perspective is 
it's probably airing weekly. Mm-hmm. So like it's written with the intent. Not, I, I I know that's a stupid loophole, but it's written with the intention of you're seeing it one episode a week. Mm-hmm. And so when an episode when nothing happens or when it's too weird, it's it's intentional to make you wait the next week mm-hmm. for you know. But that effect of it, fresh being frustrating, you know, to me, was lessened. But if I had watched it live, oh yeah, Forget you know, it. I would I would have been very frustrated. But then later on, I'd be like, oh, you know, that was really good because the frustration would exactly. go away. So it's just kind of it just kind of sped up the process. For I me, had I, think. I had the opposite perspective where I finished twin. I I watched. Season one, I you know I I breezed through it as as one would these days with with Netflix and streaming and any you know you can watch television any way you want and with so you know with so many different options <laughs> to watch television, <laughs> why not use dumb nerd thing streams? <laughs> I joke, but um, I but I but I I had you know watched through the first one of course as anyone would. I watched the second one and it got really slow. I remember sleeping through a lot of episodes and I remember taking a long. So I remember starting season two at her last apartment <laughs> and we didn't you know we lived you know we didn't we lived apart for a couple of months and then i finished season two a year ago less than it was it was here <laughs> yeah here the new, this, apartment. It, it, the new apartment which was you know which is much later and it, at first it was so slow and it was just like an obligation like oh i gotta that's how i feel about mad men now mm. and it's not that good of a show fight me um, John Hamm, come on the show, defend yourself. Yeah, kick my ass, John Hamm. I bet you won't. And Matthew Weiner too. Who, surprisingly, Matthew Weiner. Wait, there's somebody named Weiner and there's somebody named Ham on <laughs> Mad Men. <laughs> you guys got a lot of pork going on there. <laughs> David Pig, whatever you're behind. <laughs> but 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 um, Jim Bacon. But um, Kevin Bacon. How is Kevin Bacon not on Mad Men? Just cut all this. Um, <laughs> So, uh, I, I eventually, like, decided, like, I owe the show this much, like, I'll, I'll try to, to squeeze through, and there's a bad, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say everything I can before spoilers, there's a bad arc, mm-hmm. which is, oh, it's less than five episodes long in season two, and that's what makes it hard to get through, and that's why people say the show gets bad, but at the end, the last arc, I mean, some pe- people have different opinions on it, I think it's amazing, um, I love, I love what they do, I love the direction they take, um... Is it a spoiler if I say Wyndham Merle? No, yeah, Wyndham Merle is Wyndham the... Merle is the antagonist, and I think he's great. Um, and so I finished it, and I loved it, and uh, is it a spoiler if I say this season? Um, I do think that's a spoiler, but whatever. I like to go in fresh! <laughs> <laughs> also Twin Peaks related. So... I watched Firewalk with me, hoping to get some answers, and I watched season three, hoping to get some answers. And I watched season. Th- I I when I watched season three, I, I, I watched it. I don't have stars or cinema or HBO or whatever mm-hmm. uh, aired on, so I had to watch it all in one night because I stayed at my uncle's, who happened to have it. Um, Holy, you watched it all in one night? That's not possible. It's eight, it's eighteen hours long. Then I watched it in two. I, sure, I watched sure. it. I watched it all day and all night for you know two days. <laughs> Um, which was which is exhausting, and not and at a certain point you're like, oh my god, like just get to the, you know, mm-hmm. what you want to see. Um, and of course I was left even more, you know, confused. <laughs> um, 
So eventually, you have to just surrender yourself to the to the. I mean, I'll, I'll say genius of David Lynch. You're like, I'm not gonna get it. Um, last thing I want to say before spoilers, unless you have something to say. I have some before. But okay, first. but my last thing is, I think that there's a there's no. I've never met someone who's actually gatekeeped Twin Peaks. I I think that you can. We we just talked about this the other day. I think that season one and season two. If you watch that, you can say, you can say with 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 you know, and and you'll you'll be able to sleep at night that you've watched Twin Peaks. I think Firewalk with Me and season three are amazing, but extra. You you can you can get what you want out of the show with. It's a, it's it's how I feel. Many Saints of Newark is going to be with the Sopranos. Mm-hmm. Also, Many Saints in Italian is what I just found this out. Sopranos. Multisanti. Interesting. Isn't that interesting? That's pretty good. So obviously it's going to be about Dickie Multisanti. So I, I, I was, because I've been listening to the Talking Sopranos podcast. Please don't plug other podcasts on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, follow Dumb Nerd Thing at gmail.com. All right, go ahead. Um, okay, well I just want to say that, yeah, I... I, a lot of, and here's the thing is that a lot of people talk about how complicated and weird Twin Peaks is and they're right but you don't they're right I, and they're right and uh, you don't need to be some kind of like high educated <laughs> you know whatever pollutant uh, art house appreciator to try and appreciate to truly appreciate Twin Peaks it it, because it has it has something anybody can really find value in and that's the that's what I think I really appreciate about like surrealist art um, and especially with how David Lynch approaches it where there is a core of a story and characters and humanity that is just surrounded and placed within surrealist um, symbology and, and situations you know like Dale Cooper, you know, and Laura Palmer are real people that you can relate to. You can discover more about their character. You can see them develop. Well, not Laura, <laughs> um, but you. But I'm they a face. also exist with. They also like spend time in a room with red curtains, weird design floor, a little person and a giant, and. You know, talking backwards in a weird statue, and it's like I don't know Venus de Milo. Venus de Milo, and it's like I don't know. But that's beside the point. What any of this means, and I don't know exactly what these why these characters are here, but I can find and find my own understanding, find my own appreciation. Exactly. I'm not gonna say projecting, but like because of its its uh, like weirdness, like it has a universal universality that like anyone yeah. can, can get a lot out of it. Mm-hmm. Especially because, yeah, symbolism, but also like, uh, almost like it's nonness in saying mm-hmm. saying something, which is which is it's just. But it's like, not empty either. No, it's not empty at all. He puts so much into it, mm-hmm. so much to the point where, almost, almost too much. Not not too much in a negative way, but like so much that it, it the scene can't hold it all. Mm-hmm. That that so much stuff slips out and and like becomes too. Uh, ethereal almost I say too like it's a negative thing but like but like it's so it's so easy to, to, to anyone can can pull out any 
little moments in in the weird scenes and even in the not not dream-esque scenes and and just be able to get so much from it Mm -hmm. absolutely and i think that i think that especially happens in season three where it becomes full lynch 100 percent of the time um where it just goes like so out there and there are just complete like scenes like the last five minutes of every single episode nearly every single episode is almost entirely irrelevant to the whole series because it's it's usually a yeah. band performance and then two people talking about other people that are never showing up but right. it builds and it creates tension it creates an idea of the town it creates like these stories that you can relate to and you can kind of discover more about and think about and it leaves you thinking unless you're binging and then it doesn't leave you yeah, thinking because no you just... think. Just consume. Just <laughs> consume products at a rapid rate and spend money. <laughs> but I, I thought season three was really beautiful and I, I thought it was... it was I really liked the ending. But can I um, say this? That season three of Twin Peaks, let's compare it just, just for the sake of argument to season one. Mm. Not even season one and two. Just to season one. It's a different... It's a totally different show altogether. It's a totally, it's a totally different, different show. show. Um, and not that that's a bad thing. I think that's a great thing. I think that it's great that it would suck if after 25 years David Lynch made season three of Twin Peaks as if it were like 1994. Yeah. Yeah, but, but I do feel like you can, you know, because it's so different, you can say... Yeah. Yeah. It's it's you can very, say whatever you want. It turns out no one will stop you. <laughs> yeah, you can want so you watch season one and two, you have a complete Twin Peaks experience. But if you watch season one and two and you're like, damn, I want more You're not gonna Twin Peaks. I don't know anyone that's watched the two and isn't gonna want more. But But if you don't want more, fine, you got it, you did it, you, you that is Twin Peaks. You watch Twin Peaks and that's it. Firewalk with me and Twin Peaks season three are both supplementary material almost firewalk with me definitely supplementary lore informational tutorial uh, material but like both of them are very supplementary in terms of like building on themes and building on characters you know there's not much in either of them that you'll learn that will answer many questions <laughs> you know about the story That's but they'll answer sure david lynch is notorious for they'll that. answer questions about the theme they'll answer questions about like who these people are you know, and as where they're going as, as characters and all that. And so, as, you know, um, plot devices. Yeah, I think I th- from that aspect, and you know, David Lynch is a good filmmaker. He is. He's he's weird. So I I want to. Can we get into spoilers? Getting into spoilers in three, two, one. On thousand. Seasons of dumb nerd thing. I think if we cut here and just had like a little bit of Laura Palmer's theme oh. for like a little bit. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> dun, dun. Or, or whatever. And then. Okay, so. Can't I... believe Leland killed Laura. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're giving him, you're giving him nothing. I give him nothing. no time. No, I'm giving him plenty of time in the edit. Don't worry. Yeah, okay, I hope so. Uh. <laughs> can't, can't erase that from my ears. I hope I've seen Twin Peaks. Um, I, I not even plot related, but I, I, I would think this is a spoiler. I think that there are, 
this is off of nothing. This is off of, you know, however many rum and cokes I've had. Enough. <laughs> Even you don't know. Uh, I'm going to say there are two. Again. Peaks. Just... Whoa. <laughs> no, but they're related. So how could they be? Wait a minute. Because they were born at the same time. Could they be twins? Just cut that. Um, I'm going to say there are two camps, and I know this is not true. But just for the sake of argument, let's pretend there are two camps of David Lynch fans. Those who, like, those who identify with a racer head, and those who identify with rabbits. Stop! Stop me if you think I'm out of my tree. I'm just spitballing here. Elaborate on also, that. Also, it's no. <laughs> also, it's one seventeen a.m. Uh, on date. Um. I, when I saw, I, actually, Rabbits is the first David Lynch thing I've seen Insane. ever. And Insane. I, like, my jaw dropped the entire time. It was the greatest thing I'd ever seen. I, I was, I was dumbfounded. I was amazed. Because uh, there's nothing in it, you can just project yourself onto it. Uh, if you were interested and you have about 14 minutes or so, go look up Rabbits on YouTube. And if you watch like that, that, watch the 45 minute version watch or watch the 17 minute version twice. It's the same thing. Um, it's it's so it's uh, I I've seen it described as avant garde horror. Isn't it Naomi Watson that? That would make sense. They're they're she's, yeah they're best obviously she's in season three. Um, spoilers for rabbits. Spoilers? No, <laughs> you cannot use impossible to spoil rabbits. Yeah, maybe uh, that the the devil. Well, <laughs> I, I I not the devil. Who knows what the fuck? No, nothing um, happens. Rabbits is an avant-garde horror film. I don't watch horror. I don't like it. It's scary. Um, but I watched Rabbits and I was I was I was truly like amazed. Like my jaw was dropped the entire time. Um, and I I just I loved it. There was so much I could excuse me. There was so much I could like I'll say project onto it. I know that's a negative term, but like so much I got out of it. And then I watched Eraserhead much more recently. Um, also, my jaw dropped when I found out Jack Nance is the same guy in <laughs> Peaks as he is in the Razorhead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. <laughs> that I mean that that was a new discovery. But um, also, I'm a young guy. I wasn't around when Twin Peaks came out or Razorhead. What are you trying to say? <laughs> um, I I didn't I, when I, I I think a Razorhead is a work of art. I think it's ama- I think it's amazing technically, and I think it's uh, beautiful soundtrack. A beautiful, beautiful soundtrack, beautiful sound composition. Like the way the music, not even music, but like the way the sound is, is in it. Um, in a in a when people say movies have no plots, I mean you think of like Holy Mountain or like <laughs> Rabbits. Eraserhead has much more of a plot than yeah. than those, but much less than something like Blue Velvet. Mm-hmm. Um, but the whole time, I was like, I don't get it. I, mm-hmm. I'm trying to understand it, and I don't. Also, it should be said that I'm an idiot. I don't understand anything. I want that on record. I know. I'm a, I'm a big, colossal dumbass. I think anyone who's, who's been around me would know that. Um, this point may go nowhere, and I, in which case I'll have to cut everything. Well- Twin Peaks Season 3 is meta because it's so crazy. It's so critical of the audience. It, uh, you know, Nadine is like, you know, I've been a real bitch. I thought I wanted it one way. 
a la, you know, Laura Palmer's Killer Should Have Been Found. Uh, but I was wrong. I was a, I was a real bitch, and I, I ruined everything for mm-hmm. you when she's talking to um, Eddie. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Gas Giant Eddie? Big Ed. Big Ed. Big Ed's Gas Farm. That's it. That's Gas Eddie. Um, but, and, and, you know, when, when Cooper comes back at the end and he's like, you know, oh, I, I am Agent Dale Cooper. I'm from the FBI. And the whole time his face is superimposed, like, yeah, this is what you want, but this is not how it is. <laughs> See, you want it to be one way, but it's the other way. See, but here's the thing it's is, a wire reference. um, that all the buildup of Cooper coming back and then him waking up from the coma um, and like he puts on a suit and he's like and the guy's like but oh, what are we gonna tell the FBI he goes Mr. we'll say it's Jackson. Bushnell Mr. Bushnell I am the FBI I don't Mom. care I don't care if it's critical I get goosebumps no I don't like, even think that's critical I think that's cause here's the thing I don't think Lynch is as contemptuous for his audience as people say cause he's even said in interviews like you don't fuck over an audience you don't antagonize them. You don't fuck over an audience when you're like, making you a movie. Because like cause otherwise he would have not given us that at all. No. He gave us that and then pushed it forward and pushed it forward un- until then we had, and then he also showed us like we can't just have all the characters show up in a room and everything, all the, everything works out. Because if everything works out there's no show. There's no show. Absolutely. You know? And that's, I think, exactly what it is, and that's why, in the end, the show ends with a, another huge cliffhanger, which I think a lot of the Twin Peaks community, community not enough, probably, but a lot of the Twin, Twin Peaks community is like, okay, that's enough. No, I, I agree. I Probably only the most vocal are, are the smallest minority who yeah. have a problem with it. Or um, like, it. It was a cliffhanger that was like... You know, you've given us so much information. There's you've so given much... us enough to figure it out on our own. We can figure it out on our own, and if we can't figure it out, that is okay. There is still mystery, and the mystery... The mystery is, is what makes it. And, and what makes it. And I, if you've point. gotten season three, you realize that's the, the that's the thesis of season mm-hmm. three, is that the mystery is okay. Yeah. Um, I had something to say. But I oh okay so we were we were just talking about this before we started the podcast and I decided to save it is that so my brother who you know he's in, he's in college and he he just recently watched he didn't watch Firewalk with me but he watched one two and three of Twin Peaks and we were talking about you know what he what he liked and disliked I said you know one thing you got to know is David Lynch even if he doesn't have contempt he does like to fuck with his audience you know Dougie Jones slash Cooper mm-hmm. is you know. Uh, in you know, and might as well be in a coma the whole time because yeah. he's so, he you know, and every it's it's sort of comical how he he solves these things. He stumbles into like unraveling a conspiracy like Mr. Dougie, Magoo. Dougie's things it did crack me up a couple times. It cracked me up a couple times. I would have been a lot more upset if Mr. C wasn't the character. Yeah, because I feel like that's where I got my Kyle MacLachlan fix, and um, it explored Especially a different thing. Both of them. Really get, gives you your Kyle McLaughlin face. Exactly. The both of them. Exactly. It's, it's so impressive. Him. Because he's, he's a great actor. I was watching an interview. I, I want to quickly say this. I was watching an interview with Kyle McLaughlin where he was talking about like filming and performing on set and everything. Was it on GQ? Maybe. Well, he was he was saying about he was talking about like filming a. He was like, and I was I like, I, I was like lying down, and, like a bunch of like men painted black were like 
like messing around with my stomach and I was like, wait, that wasn't you, that was Mr. C. And I was like, wait, no, that is him. He's not Cooper, he was also Mr. Right, C. Right, like, that's crazy. Because he's that, because they're different characters. They, they feel so different. All right, he, uh, yeah. off topic, but not off topic, but uh, let me ask you this. Is Mr. C's voice slowed down? I don't know. I think, I think it is. It's, yeah. I could be wrong, but I... It sounds modified. It sounds, it sounds like it's it could slowed just be... down. It could be his performance. I mean, what the hell do I know? Uh. So what did Tommy was... No, so Tommy so, was was very... So... Uh, <laughs> my brother was very upset. Um, he wasn't very... He was fine. But he was... He didn't like that... You know, he, he hated Dougie Jones. And he was waiting for Cooper. And I was like, that's, you know... That's something you gotta understand about David Lynch. You know, he, he doesn't know anything about David Lynch before Twin Peaks. Um, but... I asked you this already. I'll ask you again, even though I know the answer. For me, there was one thing. It's if if let's say David Lynch was contemptuous of his audience. What is the one thing that he, you know, he got you on? Because <laughs> I know what my answer is, and I also know what your answer is. Well, too. okay. I actually don't remember what exactly my answer is, but um, one thing the the one time where I was like, look. Lynch, I get it. I get your weirdness. I get everything. I don't get it, but I, I right. know that you understand. I'm familiar with it. But what doesn't work for me is when the atom bomb went off and there was like a five minute zoom in on yeah. Adams and it was just this whole digital, like, like it would be something that you would watch at like a planetarium. That is where I felt like I wasn't smart enough to. And watch I was like, the show. "This is like it, I felt which the same I, way." Which I, is the worst feeling you can have while watching a show. It was the same way I felt during Tree of Life, where it's just like this is just yeah, like, like images of space that you just put in here, and like I don't care. This isn't telling me anything. I'm not gonna sit here for five minutes. We're gonna and get think, eaten alive by the David Lynch fans who. We're not gonna sit here for five minutes and think about like space and molecules when I'm just looking at. Smoke and right. I didn't do it in school. I'm not gonna do it now. (laughs) (laughs) Nice try. (laughs) Like, but that that was that was one of the big things that just didn't work for me. I mean, the rest of that episode I enjoyed. I liked the God of Light stuff, and I liked the '50s and the bomb and all that. That was fun. I liked the the firemen and the theater. So you're talking about like it's solely when the bomb around when the bomb goes off, it zooms in and it zooms in. So it's like. Zooms in on the smoke and then zooms in on the molecules into the smoke, into the light, into the fire, into the smoke, into the fire, and the molecules and the atoms. And it just goes on for a while. I was like, I'm done. That's so fine. you're talking about a very, like, um, erudite part and you have a very good reason. And I, my answer is, well, I didn't like that Shelly and Bobby were divorced. <laughs> I didn't like that either, though. Oh, uh, you just wish they were together. I wish, yeah. And honestly, I mean... Ed and Norma not being together that whole time was very sad. But because they got together in the end, they, you could do that every season and I'd still eat it up. <laughs> I like. I'll see you in my dreams. I like raise. Doesn't like, he say that? Because Bobby plays that for Shelly. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that song play. I, I could be wrong because it could just be fan art. I don't remember. I thought. I, uh, email us a dumb nerd thing if you want me to die, but. Because I don't remember. That's dumb nerd thing at gmail.com. Subject line, Colin must die. <laughs> um, I, I thought that he, if he, the same song plays. Where in the first episode, Bobby says, I'll see you in my dreams. And Shelly says, not if I see you first. And the, so- the song 
is the same song that plays in Norma and I think find out until today the Norma actress passed, passed away. Literally told you that a week ago. I, husband I of or hus, husband of her is Quincy Jones. Jones. I don't. I don't you Was tell me things, I just say yes, and I agree. And yeah, I know. And I she and then uh, I did know the Log Lady's final monologue. I knew that she was actually dying. I think I knew that she too. Away, so it seemed like it's it. strong. It's yeah, strong. It's so good. That whole stuff is, is very so. Good. We both the both uh, episodes, both episodes, both times we watched Twin Peaks, we never saw the Log Lady's like intro to each episode. Right. Yeah. No. I, I know that she had one, but I and I've read them on Wikipedia, but I haven't seen them I've, seen, I've only seen the clips because and actually that's a good segue I only saw the clips because they were in that four and a half hour long video about Twin Peaks solved no really video um, that I, I also watched because <laughs> I've just been binging anything yeah I'll just consume any content <laughs> if you make content we'll consume it <laughs> and we'll pay money for it fuck I'll listen to this <laughs> hey future me <laughs> nobody's gonna listen to this <laughs> Damn, son, where'd you find this? Um, and it's it's so frustrating. I mean, there's some some stuff in it. <laughs> there's some stuff in that video that really, I was like, wow, that's incredible. I didn't think about that. Wow, that's like a really good insight. That's a really good analysis of the symbology of this scene or this character. And I think that is probably accurate to what he was trying to intend. Like David Lynch playing the director of the FBI. <laughs> I mean, that's on us for not in, knowing that. In the show that he directs. Okay, all right. That's, that's, I, I'll give you that. That's on. That's that's our fault. <laughs> it's our fault for not knowing that. But to be fair, I just assumed he wanted to play a character so that he could kiss uh, Shelley Johnson's actress. And who wouldn't these days? Can't blame him. Um, but. So, but the thing is with that video, it's the problem with the theory as like an overarching theory and the problem with anybody that is like this is the overarching theory is that Twin Peaks is it's so dense and there's so much packed there's into so it so much packed into fuck it. you Rick Berman you ruined Star Wars <laughs> but there really is where it's like you can't have this this theory that everybody is like oh they're aware that they're a TV character doesn't take into account the humanity that's in the story absolutely because even the the theory in, in, in like the point of the theory is that oh he's trying to bring back humanity to like victims Manatee? of Barbara Manatee? He's probably trying to bring back victims humanity to victims of violence in TV so that there like there can be more of an appreciation for the humanity in, in, when I in these shows. I was making my movie. And but the problem is is that then what you are doing by saying that is an overarching theory for the entire show is right. dehumanizing every single aspect. You're saying, oh, well, this is just, this happening to this person is just a metaphor. What I gotta ask, how did you get so many matches? Because there's been no matches in the main room and they're all in your room all of a sudden. Okay, I will tell you, I used a matchbox that was pretty much full to kill a bug. And then I, it was on the whole You just kept the matches? So I was like, I'm not going to throw away good matches. I'll keep the matches and I'll toss the matchbox. Or just put the matches in the main room. Well, I could, but the main room's all the way over there. I wanted to give it a little slice of life. I I, I think... No, that was good. That was good. I was going to keep it. Yeah, I thought... Okay. Um, So we've been talking a lot about season three. And season three obviously is warranted. 
warranting wants discussion. Yeah, warrants a lot of discussion. But I, uh, I want to talk about seasons one and two. Okay, what do you want to talk about? Just from just from a personal, um, not even from like a what the show means and this and this and that bullshit, but yeah. like why why you love Twin Peaks? Because when when I think of Twin Peaks, I do think of seasons one and two. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm a simple-minded dumbass, so I you know, I you know. You... Well, the thing is about let me let me quickly say something about season three to to get into this is that <clears throat> when I think of season three. All I think about is how it relates to the seasons one and two. You know, I think no, about absolutely. it commenting absolutely. on seasons one absolutely. and two, commenting on the situation around it. Because it's not. It couldn't exist in any other way. It's not exact, exactly building its own world. It's, I mean, it does in some ways, but it's really building upon the idea of seasons one and two. And so when I think of seasons one and two, when I think of Twin Peaks, capital T, capital P, capital P, capital Weeks. Wapital Peaks. One thirty six a.m. Diane and counting. Diane, it's one thirty six a.m. I'm drinking a rum with coke in it. Yeah. <laughs> I am five five PBRs and two whiskeys in. <laughs> I'm having a lovely conversation with my roommate Colin. Diane, I think I'm falling in love with my roommate. <laughs> uh, and then, um, yeah, it, it it's such an it's such a warm show in a way despite all of the horror that's going on in it it's a it's despite all that it's a warm show with warm people in a warm town you know like a lot of people uh, are pointing to like the dark underbelly of Twin Peaks of like One-Eyed Jacks and you know the murder of Laura Palmer kind of exposing it and and all that but I think the point is especially what you see in Fire Walk With Me Laura Palmer is not a bad person. No. You know, she is a very good person that tried. You know, and tried, but she was faced with abuse. She ended up resorting to drugs, dangerous sex, and, you know, like a dangerous lifestyle. But that didn't make her... I think in the end she was victorious. She tried and was successful. She never, like, hurt anyone. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was her T-loss. Yeah, and I think that, that is, like... Maybe it's symbolizing her putting on the ring and, and going to the Black Lodge instead of being succumbed to Bob. I think that's what the metaphor is. I think is. so, too, yeah. And she looks at the angel at the end, and for some reason, Kyle McLaughlin's there. Again, David Lynch is smarter than I am. <laughs> and so, yeah, I think that that's the point. That's what Twin Peaks is, is like, you go to this town, it's, it looks very pretty, but there are some dark secrets that it has. But at the end of the day, it is a good town full of good people. Absolutely. I completely agree. You know. I, I think that a couple things is one is that I'm I'm very thankful for Mark Frost. I think that David Lynch and I don't even mean that is is like a you know derogatory. I think that David Lynch is a genius, and I think that the best genius thrives geniuses thrive when they're held down. Mm-hmm. I think of uh, George Lucas and Irvin Kirshner. Um, and I think that the simplicity of the story does does wonders and I think that you that's why you fall in love with the show because you love the simple story of I mean it's not it's not simple who you killed know. Laura Palmer who killed Laura Palmer it's it's in and um you know you file Kyle McLaughlin's investigation and then you bring aliens and all that bullshit into it and then it doesn't make sense but then 
when they go back to a simple story, it's Kyle McLaughlin versus Wyndham Earl in a, in a you know a sadistic real life chess game. Then you're back into it because it's simple. It's you know there, you've got a there's a basic essence to it. Exactly, exactly. Um, That's why I think uh, like ultimately a lot of the stuff with the mill and the Packers and all that doesn't really work because it's not a simple story. Yeah, I don't very, I still don't understand. I've watched the show a lot and I still have no idea um, what's going on there. And Josie turns into a doorknob. And... a great part of that story that is simple is Sheriff Truman loved Josie and Absolutely. Josie had secrets. Dangerous Absolutely. secrets. Absolutely. It's, it, it's so compelling even for the weakest part of the, the, the show. The weakest yeah. part of the show, I'll say. Ends up with one of the best moments, one of the best quotes. Uh, a man who loves too, a man who doesn't love easy is a man who loves too much. Uh-huh. Ain't that the truth? And it's like, wow, this, this, it's still in this soap opera bullshit of fake, super racist disguises. Oh yeah, you know, it was the nineties. Insurance. Oh, I don't even think that was acceptable. It was not in the acceptable. 90s. <laughs> you know, insurance fraud, cheating, fake. Big deaths. All well, that's that. why I'm I'm ad- adverse to when people say, "Oh, Twin Peaks is a is a parody of of soap operas." It it, it has parodic elements. Like, what is that show? Invitation to Love mm-hmm. is the fake thing on the yeah. show. And I think that's that certainly was uh, an idea. I don't even mean like an abandoned idea, like a fleshed out idea that was present in the show. But it's so much more than that. I think a great example, and this is brought up in that the end of the day, a good, a good story is a good story. Is when Maddie Ferguson, the Laura Palmer's cousin lookalike, is Laura involved, uh, is, is introduced um, in Invitation to Love, uh, which is playing at the same time she's being introduced. Sure. The dialogue matches where a character is introduced that's played by the same actress and she's a double. Like the exact same thing is happening in the show. Lucy says this, or am I. That's that also happens, but literally while Maddie walks in on the TV, somebody's playing, somebody's talking. She's like, well, "Wait, you're dead." And she's like, "No, that was my cousin." Like, mm-hmm. literally, is happening on the TV. It clearly is like this is a soap opera trope that we are using here. Right, 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 right. right but right. then on top of that, you get this layered character of Maddie Ferguson of somebody who is like coming to Twin Peaks and kind of discovering more about herself and discovering more about her cousin and finding out like like falling in love with James but just struggling with those feelings and struggling with like aspiring to this person that everybody sees her as but she doesn't necessarily want to be like there's all that stuff going on which is not just a fucking metaphor or parody for soap operas no it's a person it's a character which is the whole point that David Lynch is saying is so you're yelling at me and I, I, I the, agree with you and I see you as, as these are close people you're, you're... TV people you're fictional stories they're people that's what I, a you good know, story is a good exist. story at the end of the day you know and that's like focus on that you know don't try and put a reason to like Maddie Ferguson is not like a like a, a topa from the Black Lodge. Oh, don't to even get me. I don't. I don't know what tempt. the hell a tulpa is. Don't look at the. Don't listen to the show if you think we know what we're talking about. We don't <laughs> know what the hell is going on. What the hell was that bullshit with uh, James and the 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 lady he sleeps with who Just frames his? No, it's after that. <laughs> Stop singing. It's not that fucking. Actually, song. it was before that too. Uh, yeah, it was technically. <laughs> shut up. Um, 
And and don't ask us about the bullshit with Andrew Packard and we don't understand any of this. Um, and and the guy from one of the three Twin Peaks characters from RoboCop. Um, the old man. Yeah, Andrew Packard, right? Is that him? Plus yeah. the other guy. He doesn't have a name in RoboCop. He's the old man. Oh, gosh. <laughs> That's sweet. It is sweet. RoboCop's the best movie ever. Let's yeah. do a RoboCop episode. Fuck it, this is a RoboCop episode. So he's a robot and a cop. Um, <laughs> no, but... Um, I have no point. My well, point what, is... What do, you, what, what do you think of when you think of Twin Peaks Season 1 and 2? I think of I think of a simple story. I think of Kyle MacLachlan, you know, kind of coming in as this like bright-eyed, bushy-tailed uh, FBI agent who just you know wants to solve this murder, and then gets kind of ingrained in the town and like falls in love with the the the. Does it sound condescending if I say quaintness of the lifestyle? Um, and the, the 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 true to life, you know. Uh, Deliberate living that they that they have and 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 becomes, you know, becomes a part of the town in a in a in a, in a beautiful way, not in like a, a creepy Twilight Zone way. Um, that's what I love about Twin Peaks. But that segues into this. Let me ask you this. Maybe you don't have an answer, but maybe you do. What's your favorite Twin Peaks moment? Like the moment that sticks with you, through and through. I ask because I have an answer, which is, which sucks, you know. Mm. It's hard not to pick like a classic one. I mean, I love that cliffhanger. It's How's it's great. Amy? How's Amy? That's my favorite episode, and my favorite moment is from that episode. Um, let's see. Uh, sucks that Andy wasn't in season three. I really liked. Doppelganger chasing uh, Cooper through the Black Lodge. Um, hmm. You go give your answer while I, while I think. Time and time attention. again, I, I, I like this moment has stuck with me ever since I saw it. It's what I think about when I think of how great Twin Peaks was. It's it's like the best moment in the show, and it's why I rewatched it so I could get to this moment. I still didn't get to it because um, I started with you, and then you know we all know what happened there. <laughs> you know, we would stop to make out. No, but but in, but seriously, folks. Um, he goes to the Black Lodge, and I think it's Windermarl, it might be Bob, but I think it's Windermarl, and he says, "Would you give up your life so that your uh, soul? Yeah, so that would you give up your soul so that Annie could live?" And he says, "Yes," without hesitating. And I'm like, "Oh, it's the best show ever." <laughs> and that moment has stuck with me ever since I've seen it. Yeah, that is my that is my ultimate favorite. Also, any moment with uh, Audrey Horn. Also, great moment from that episode, from that period, is, um, so he goes into the Black Lodge, and Sheriff Truman waits outside, and then Andy comes and sits with him, and he's like, it's like been about 16 hours, and I'm like, damn, yeah, Sheriff waits. Truman's been sitting he out waits. here for 16 hours he's or so, he's, 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 and he waits until he gets back, um, and Sheriff Truman, totally different episode, but you know, makes makes Cooper a part of the Twin Peaks Police Department. He makes mm. him a sheriff. Makes him part of the Bookhouse Boys too. Make him sheriff. Yeah, even even in season one, he makes, makes him part him of the Bookhouse Boys. Um, here's my favorite moment. <laughs> I'm very nervous. You made a face. Ben Horn is handed a brief. <laughs> 
and butter baguettes. And takes the biggest fucking bite of that sandwich sideways. Now what I want you to do, I want you to take a bite of the sandwich and then start talking with the food in your mouth. No, bigger. (laughs) Bigger. Okay, let's do that again, but good. (laughs) And he takes the bite and he's just like... <laughs> they are a great combo, Ben Horn and Jerry Horn. Oh, I love it. All right, I my think... second, my second best moment is when Ben Horn wins the Civil War, and he like wakes up. I mean, he, that's part of the bad art. Yeah. But when he like, I mean, that's how you do a character change. <laughs> I, I love I, that he I is... love with those scenes, and he's he thinks he's in the Civil War. It's it's just it's just. I really love Ben Horn's redemption and where he starts holding a a carrot instead of a cigarette. So great. So great. Or a cigar. Uh, And then even that gets like such a good button at the end where he's Donna's dad. Big spoiler. Puts out the truth that he's Donna's dad. It's the hardest truth. He'd say the hardest truth first. can't even say it. Donna just figures it out because he gives it like an inch of like Donna and she's like oh no you are my dad it is true I knew it and then he goes over to the house to try and make things right and gets his fucking head caved in because of it because sometimes when you tell the truth and you try to do the good thing it's not it doesn't work out for you yep that's what Billy Zane said and that's what happens to Coop too (sighs) what a good show Yeah. yeah what a good show now, Donna, who is her brother-in-law? Okay, I got a question for you instead of answering that. It's George Costanza. We're going to finish this out, and we're going to say, uh, what, who is your favorite Twin Peaks character? Audrey Horn. Wow, that was a lot easier. I was hoping I would have more time to answer myself. Mm-hmm. To uh, no, um, I mean, is it, it seems unfair to pick Cooper. Yeah, he spent so much time with Cooper, and he's, he's he is portrayed as such such the yeah. It's kind of like model. Who's your favorite Sonic character? <laughs> it's it's kind of like that. Yeah, but I, mean, I only know Sonic, <laughs> so it's it's in the end, it's not really like that. Like who's your favorite Mario character, or any you know? Who's your favorite Harry Potter character? Most of the time, people are just gonna say the main character. So who's your favorite? Who's your favorite Twin Peaks character outside of Cooper? Let me think about that. Um, oh gosh. Um, I mean, I, you know, I love my ba- little baby Lucy. Oh, I love my baby Lucy. Um, shit. Before I even finished the show, I had a blog dedicated to just reposting Lucy gifts and images. She's the, she's she's my wife, and she's my life. Um, who am I most happy when they're on screen? I'm most happy to. I'm a big fan of Ben Horn. He's he's one of my favorites. Um, I love I, certainly now more than ever. Now that we've seen a thousand things with him, uh, I'm a big fan of uh, Miguel Ferrer, Al mm-hmm. Rosen, Al Rosenfield, right? Yeah, I think so. He's it turns out he's in every movie known to man. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Too, it's funny. I really like Gordon Cole. Well, that was my next thing, is because I think on accident, I don't know why I did this, or how I did this, but I have, I think I have almost all of his lines memorized. (laughs) 
That's the kind of girl that makes you wish you spoke a little French. <laughs> what a beauty. Reminds me of the statue, the babe without the arms. Her name was Milo, but that's beside the point. <laughs> um, can I ask? Can I suggest one? You might. Yeah. Bobby? No. I, really? I like Bobby a lot. Interesting. You, but seem, you do seem to like Bobby a lot. I don't think he's my favorite. He, he Because I don't like him at the beginning. But that's what's so great. I know, I know, I know. But he's not really redeemed. They just forget I love he does that. He does that when in like does the pilot episode. I think when they're questioning him, he's like, um, I, I got up early as I always do. I went for a run as I always do. And I didn't go to practice because I didn't feel like it as I always do. That's really strong. It's, it's, yeah. It's, it's been, I, I haven't seen the pilot as much as you have. We, well, <laughs> you who have seen it five times in this week. Okay. Not exaggerating. <laughs> Freak is Still, insane. Twice in like what? Two I'm days? showing people. Twice in 24 hours. I wanted to watch it. Tell them to watch it. Text them. Say, hey, watch this. Not, I'm going to come over and we're going to watch the Twin Peaks pilot. Because Colin gets mad when I put it on at the house. He does get mad. <laughs> he does things. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> it's hard to pick a favorite character. It really is. There's so many that you just, you just like. They're all great. I can tell you who it's not. It's not James. Can't fucking stand James. Just you and I. It's not Donna. Because I don't... I, I find Donna dishonest. Because she's very clearly 35. Also, she also... She looks great. Legitimately drove a man to suicide. Yeah, that's true. Consciously. Oh, you shouldn't. Yeah, you shouldn't feel bad. You made him do it. <laughs> He's like, "Hey, if I go into the sun, I'll die." And she's like, "Okay, come into the sun." <laughs> and she, he's like, "I really like these stories, and please don't take them from me, and also don't betray me because I, if, if I'm very sensitive, and she's I'm got very her fingers crossed behind her back. Okay, <laughs> no, for back. <laughs> oh, for sure, oh, for sure, dude. No, absolutely. Um, it's not. Well, we all know it's not Doctor Jacoby. I don't think Dr. Jacoby's anyone's favorite. Big Ed is so nice. Yeah, you gotta love Big Ed. But it's not Nadine. But Nadine. I knew I loved Big Ed when he and Cooper went to One-Eyed Jacks and he successfully uh, came up with a backstory and like and navigated um, with when he was being interrogated. Like a, girl, like, a lady came up to like make sure they weren't cops and she like was sweet-talking Cooper and was like, Who's your friend? He looks like a cop, and then he like sweet talks her successfully, and like, and it, it's it's strong. My favorite Big Ed on one, Big Ed moment. One fifty four. Thank you. <laughs> um, is not when oh, I thought you were making note of the time so we could cut it. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite Big Ed moment, is when he is talking about how uh, he uh, went with Nadine to something. And he was like, you know, it turns out Norma and that guy didn't even sleep together. But you know what? I made my bed. I got to sleep in it. Yeah. And I was like, damn, Big Ed. He's a good man. They call you big for nothing. <laughs> well, on that note. <laughs> that's what we're leaving on? You got anything better? Um, let's sing the Twin, Twin Peaks theme together. 
Twins.